Disclaimer, no school is perfect. But this one is pretty great. The school I primarily substitute teach at is a public charter high school. I know the words public and charter may sound like an oxymoron, but hear me out. The school obtained its charter from the local school district and leased its building from the said district. The school district decided to sell the building, the school bought the building they'd been in and became their own independent district. They've recently joined with a local middle school, an independent charter school, to form their own independent school district collectively. Entrance to this school is by random lottery. Students have to apply and then they receive their number. The only requirement is that the student lives within district boundaries, which are quite broad since the school is kind of in the middle of nowhere. It's on the outskirts of a major city just before you hit the suburbs. With the addition of the middle school to the district, students will eventually be grandfathered into guaranteed spots in the incoming high school freshman class, securing the future of the school. As a college preparatory high school, all classes are either pre-AP or AP courses. There are a wide variety of sports and extracurriculars, including the fine arts, peer mentoring, and required community service hours for students. Senior capstone class consists of applying to at least three colleges and an entire semester devoted to financial literacy. Freshmen are mentored by seniors through a high school navigation program. Upperclassmen can take courses at the local Metro Tech. Expectations, while developmentally appropriate, are high. Discipline problems are minimal due to the school culture of prestige. There are a limited number of spots for the freshman class in order to keep class sizes small, under 18 students, and a waiting list that often gets past 100. Cell phones are not allowed during school hours, including passing periods and lunch. Consequences for cell phones range from confiscation to suspension depending on the frequency of the offense. Students have school-provided Chromebooks to use for class, and a free eight-year subscription to Microsoft Office so that they will also have it for college. There is no off-campus lunch. The first offense consequence for fighting three- to five-day out-of-school suspension depending on the severity of the fight, duration, the injured party, etc., the second offense receives an out-of-school suspension for nine weeks, and if there is a third offense the student is removed from enrollment. Substitute teachers have the exact same authority as full-time teachers, including the ability to write referrals. Any out-of-school suspension is predated by a parent-slash-guardian conference with a principal and offending student. Students who disrupt the ability of others to learn are removed without any question of the teacher's authority. Actions have consequences. The school does not waste their time with frequent flyers to the principal's office because they choose to prioritize education over entertaining any song and dance from those who seek to make an educational environment their personal stage. The teachers are highly skilled. Most have master's degrees and are highly encouraged to pursue higher education. A few even have doctorates and previous experience teaching at the university level. All are traditionally certified. They receive financial compensation via stipends for anything they do outside of teaching, coaching, sponsoring a club, etc. Faculty meetings are twice a month at most. The turnover rate is extremely low. Most who do leave do so due to retirement. Teachers meet once a week with their department and have two observations per school year. One observation is informal and not announced and one formal observation is scheduled. There is accountability across the board. For example, from the handbook, students are expected to take care of any financial obligation that they may incur. If a student does not, the following may occur, a student will not be allowed to pick up the following year's enrollment schedule. Grades will not be sent out. 
records will not be released to other schools. Will not participate in extracurricular activities. Students are not allowed to be in the school building 20 minutes after school ends except in a school-sanctioned activity with a sponsor. The uniform policy is enforced and there is also a clothing closet and scholarships available for students who cannot afford a uniform. School visitors are limited. School announcements are only made once at the end of the day to limit class disruptions. Students suspended for a violent offense directed toward a classroom teacher shall not be allowed to return to that teacher's classroom without the teacher's prior written approval. There is an excellent balance of accountability and equity. Parental involvement is mandatory. Over 90% of parents and guardians attend parent-slash-teacher conferences. They are also required to volunteer 25 hours of community service to the school each year, which can be completed at bi-monthly parent workdays or various school events such as prospective student night. Most importantly, the school community runs as a partnership. Teachers are able to partner with students more in-depth with small class sizes. Students partner with each other through mentorship opportunities. They partner with the community through mandatory community service hours. Parents hold their children accountable for school at home. The parent organization Other community organizational partnerships donate school supplies and frequently contribute to donors' chosen projects and Amazon wishlists. The teacher's lounge always has treats and drinks for staff and teachers feel valued. This is a public charter school funded by public tax dollars. Although the school does receive grants from time to time through the aid of teachers, parents-slash-guardians, and community partnerships. It makes me wonder. It makes me hope that every school could be like this one. I know what assumptions readers might make. They'll think this public charter school is attended by a bunch of affluent white kids who come from two-parent households with white picket fences and a golden retriever in the perfectly manicured front yard. But this couldn't be further from the truth. This school is extremely diverse. We have students from the affluent WASPY suburbs as well as students from the inner city. Some of our parents-slash-guardians work three jobs and others don't work, in a traditional sense, at all. We have students that do not speak English as their first language. We have students with social and emotional disabilities, learning disabilities, and mental health issues. We have students who have no siblings and students who are helping to raise their siblings. It is diverse in every way. But overall, this is truly a neighborhood school supported by the wider community. I'm heartbroken that there is currently not a position open for me at this school because I would absolutely cry if I got the opportunity to teach here. It might not pay the best, but I truly love substituting here.